So, <clears throat> welcome back to Bobby Therapy, another episode. It's been a while since I've actually felt comfortable even expressing myself, you know, all the stuff going on in the world. My, my Actually, my actual last episode was in March, uh, shortly after this COVID started, and it was the part of COVID where you really didn't want to believe that this was about to happen. You know, um, <clears throat> a lot of stuff have happened since then. You know, as we all know, I hope everybody's, you know, trying to stay safe and keeping their family safe. You know, I don't want to make this whole episode about COVID, but it was, uh, I have to, you know, just let people know, you know, that it just shut me down creatively up until this moment. It's just probably uh, one of the first things that I did. I did do a couple of things online with the com- with my comedy. <clears throat> so, um, you know, one of the things, I, I you know, I, I did some, you know, I was trying to just keep people engaged. I was going live doing that, you know, that roughest part of the, the COVID where everybody was locked down. So everybody was online. Everybody was going live, including myself. You know, then, then it came the time where everybody started getting back to work. And that then my focus became, you know, back on 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 that. So here I am today. You know, um, this is December, uh, you know, but the month of December and Christmas is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I'm just really, you know, trying to, you know, take this stuff all in. You know, um, you know, the, the barbershops had to shut down. You know, this is barber therapy, you know, and I, I'm using this platform and I was, I was trying to figure out, you know, what I could use this best for. And, you know, sometimes you just need to talk, you know. Um, I, I, when, you, when you're in a situation like this, sometimes, you know, we tend to shut down and keep everything in our head because, you know, everybody like to walk around, and, you know, and just be like, oh, I'm good, everything's good, everything's good. You know, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this as my, my way of, just letting that out, that energy, you know, all the stuff that's floating around in my head, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of people right now that spend a lot of time alone, you know, and even if you're with your family, sometimes, you know, because everybody got all these devices and stuff, you know, a lot of times we'll spend a lot of time, you know, even in a room full of people and still be by itself. So, you know, use, you know, I hope this kind of helps people, you know, understand that you're not alone in this and, you know, it's okay, you know, to just let people know that you're not okay sometimes, you know, or, you know, everybody don't have to be okay all the time. You know, we, we, we always trying to, you know, outdo each other, you know, and, I, and nowadays, <clears throat> excuse me, I see that people trying to outdo each other with the I'm okay shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, everybody's okay. <laughs> like, uh, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, it's like just all the time just saying, I'm okay. Oh, I'm good. I'm okay. People call and check on, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Cause it's, it's almost like a, a, a form of denial, you know, for people to, you know, to sit back and kind of act like everything's okay all the time. You know, um, is it healthy to do that? I would absolutely say probably not, you know? That's like, uh, you know, that's just like you holding in, the, you know, the, the steam and, you know, 
eventually that that steam's gotta burst the pipe eventually, you know. And that can come out so many negative ways, you know, where people was like, I don't wanna I don't wanna do that myself. I don't wanna just be holding stuff in forever and one day be like boom. You know, everything just busts and you know, you don't know what hap- what happens when that happens. You don't know how it's gonna come out. You know, it can come out in a lot of different ways. You know, a lot of people, you know, they handle their stress you know, in different ways, but when you just let yourself build up and build up and build up and build up, you know, you can explode. You know, it's it's not healthy to do that. So I'm not going to suggest, you know, to anyone that that's what you do. I do it. I'm guilty of it. And actually, this is one of my ways that I'm going to be letting the steam off the pipe, you know, just a little bit of steam, you know, whether, whether it's happy steam, whether it's angry steam, with the sad steam, you know, I'm going to use this outlet for that, you know, so in this episode of Bible Therapy, I'm going to be talking about a few things, you know, one of the things that's very important to me, you know, is just being a barber in general, you know, we, we, we talk to a lot of people, you know, um, we've changed around our, our experience, you know, in a lot of ways, the way we deal with people now, because, you know, with the COVID, you got to, you know, you got to wear a mask and, you know, you're doing appointments now. You know, before it was almost, uh, you know, a barbershop would be almost like a, a group therapy experience, you know, at some points. You know, because you do have, you, you know, you get your one-on-one when you sit and talk to people while you cut in your hair. But then, you know, it's always every once in a while you get those moments where you got the right group of people in the room and the right subject. <clears throat> and everybody gets to chime in, you know, and, and talk about it. And it's very, it's very healthy. You know, you leave feeling good about things or, you know, or you might have a better understanding about things. And I'm, I'm kind of missing that, you know, that the mask actually almost make you talk less. And I don't know if it's just me, but it, it's weird because I, I don't know if it's, it's the, the actual idea of having that mask on. It's almost like you, you're muting yourself a little bit. And I don't know if any other people feel like that, but it's just, it's just like... I feel muted sometimes, <laughs> it's like, you know, and then and, and you're going through all these things and you're smelling your own breath and it's just like, you know, it's just like, what is going on here? And at some point you just, you know, you have to, it's, it's making you slow down on communicating. At least I think that's when you personally, and then, and then at, at the pace of that you're doing things now, but before things were more like relaxed and kind of, you know. You had your own little pace. Now you got people outside waiting in the car for you. So you feel, you know, you're trying to rush things a little more. And I and I know, <clears throat> I know as a barber, you know, you, you, most barbers, you know, who take this thing seriously, you know, because cutting hair is, is a gift, but also your gift is, is, is your gift of communication and talking to people, you know, so we got to make sure that we still, you know, doing that, you know, and, and even in a shutdown, you know, I always think about, you know, the people that I don't get to speak to. You know, and shout out to the people that check on me, you know, during this COVID. There's a lot of people that have been checking on me, you know, and, you know, not as many as I would, you know, as I would think. Because, you know, that's normal, too. But it's like, but you always, it's, it's interesting, you know, who checks on you. You know, it's like, it's sometimes the people you would never think, you know, it's like, and, and, and a lot of barbers got online presences, you know, and then sometimes people reach out to you that you you never met in person, you know, but they, you know, they see or they, you know, they may not see what you're going through online because, we, you know, again, like I said, I slowed down. I hadn't been, you know, my online presence had definitely slowed down because I was in my feelings all the time. 
you know. I was in my films all the time, you know, and, and and then and then once once the shops opened back up after you know when they first had closed them down, you know, I was like, Phew, I gotta get back on this job, you know, I, I don't wanna, you know, so I I really was like kind of just totally dropped everything online that didn't have nothing to do with marketing, you know, haircuts and you know and showing and, and showing business, you know, so I didn't wanna, it's just, it's just strange, you know, and it's just a lot to that's had so much to think about, but anyway, so. But just, let's just make sure that we still taking time, you know, to think about the people that, you know, that, that rely on us, you know, for, and not for just advice, but just, you know, just sometimes a lot of people walk around the world who, you know, really nobody feel like they care about them, you know, and stuff like that. So we want to make sure that they're not feeling, you know, so left out, you know. And so maybe, you know, we should do better at reaching out to people, you know. <clears throat> maybe, maybe what I do is... uh. You know, usually I wait until somebody holler at me, then I'll get back to them. I like have my list of people, like, okay, they're reaching out to me. I'm checking out to them. But then there's a lot of people that's going to fall in the cracks, you know, when you're doing that. So I'm going to suggest that, you know, everybody have a list, not just, you know, bothering stuff, but everybody have a list of people that they say, okay, let me check on these people, you know. Make a list of, of, of 10 people who you know, you know, who just in the cracks right now. Nobody check, nobody's really... You know, check it for them. You know what I'm saying? And, and make it your business to check on them. You know, I'm a spiritual person and I believe that, you know, that's something that God would want you to do. I believe that's that keep your energy in the right place. It's a giving thing. You know, just check on somebody. It don't take really much. And you can send them a text or, you know, preferably a call. You know, because then I give people, you know, you can have that exchange, you know. But shout out to everybody that checked on me. I appreciate y'all so much. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm really warmed by, you know, the idea that people, you know, check on me, you know. I'm doing good, you know, to be honest with you. Emotionally, I'm doing good. But still, I appreciate somebody checking on me, you know. So I just wanted to get that out the way. You know, the other thing about this COVID thing, <clears throat> you know, I have to tell, you know, the the, the story about it because a lot of people don't know, you know. So, like, when this whole thing started, you know, I, I was I was in New York City. I was going to the International Beauty Show for the weekend, right? So when I was leaving, you know, my lady was like, you sure you want to go down there? You know, this COVID thing. You know, it's about to see, you know, they say it's COVID, you know, it's starting. And, you know, she said that you sure you, you know, it's a good idea, you know, to be in the city like that. And I was like, nah, you know, I'm going to be okay. Da, da, da. So, you know, I'm staying in a hotel in Times Square and, the, the first day of the International Beauty Show was on that Sunday. So me and my brother, we head out. We go to, you know, we go out to Brooklyn. It was uh, March 9th, technically, right? So that's the the Biggie's death, Biggie Small's death. So we out a party in uh, Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And at some bar, I can't even remember the name. But it was, it was fun. It was going down. We was having fun. And then we leave there, that bar, like around 4.30 in the morning. And then on the radio, they was talking about all the events that was closed down and how uh, the governor had decided he was going to declare a state of emergency. Boom. So then I'm like, man. So one of the events was, of course, the, the event that I was going to the next day. So now I'm stuck in the city, you know, which being stuck in the city is not so bad, but it was scary, you know. So, you know, I was mad. People said nobody's wearing a mask at that point because at that point they wasn't even talking about masks. So we didn't even know. Nobody really know what to do. But I was riding on the train and it was like, 
people were like looking at each other, you know, trying to sit away from each other. Because at that point, they were just trying to say, you know, this is just cell phone people, you know, and, you know, if people, you know, look sick or something, like stay away from, you know, uh, I was shook at people coughing on the train. And it was like on the train, everybody was like kind of silent and sitting away from each other, which, you know, which people do normally anyway. But like if somebody would cough or clear their throat or something, like everybody would look at them. You know, it was crazy. So that was like my first, uh, you know, my first thing where I saw like, okay, this is getting weird. It was almost like a movie. You know, it's like you ever, you know, you see the movies where, uh, you know, it's like, uh, what do they call it? With like a virus or something. It's, it's not even like a movie. Now it is a movie. It's like we living in a movie right now. So anyway, boom. Come back, you know, to Rochester after I stayed in the hotel for two days. I really didn't do much. I stayed in my room. I only really came down, to, you know, to get something, you know, to get something to eat. Maybe take a little walk. Times Square was, was dead. That was the first time I ever seen Times Square dead, which it made it even more movie-like. You know what I'm saying? Because usually tens of thousands of people in Times Square... And I walk out the hotel in the tomorrow. It was like so dead out there. It was creepy. So, boom. Come back. I rode on the, the train coming back. And on the way back, I had my hoodie on. And I was pretty much trying to keep my hoodie like over my mouth. You know, my nose. And like I had to, to real close. And I was just kept on going to sleep until I got back to Rochester. And I was almost, it was weird because I was like scared to breathe damn near on the train. You know? So, come back to Rochester. Boom. Maybe like, psh, it wasn't even a whole two weeks later, you know, that's when they decided they're going to start closing things down. So first, you know, they'll close the barbershop. I thought it was a, I thought it was just a mean rumor that people were just saying, but actually, it boom, sure enough, they start telling us we got to close. So I actually closed a couple of days earlier only because I was just scared about the whole situation. So I was like, I'm just going to close down now because I don't, and obviously they're saying it's not safe to, you know, to be dealing with the public. So, well, I'm sure most barbers understand where, where I'm going with this already. So I closed down, you know, not really sure what's going to happen. At that point, they're saying what, they, what they're saying right now. Oh, it's only going to be a couple of weeks, which now we're in De- December 2020. Now they got us closed again, and they're saying it's only going to be two weeks. But in my mind, I'm saying, okay, we're going to see. Because the last time they said that, that two weeks turned into three months. Okay. So, boom. A couple of weeks later, when it, so it closed down. Within two weeks, right, my my brother gets COVID. My youngest brother gets COVID. I'm talking, and he went from having a fever to going to the hospital. They kept him for two days. They let him go home, and then he passes out two days later. He they rush him back to the hospital. They put him on respirator. My brother in a coma for almost a month. You know, couldn't see him, couldn't talk to him. You know. And, 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 you know, it was, it was a, all I would do day and night was just pray. It actually changed the way I even look at the world right now, which is, you know, just, <clears throat> again, shut me down in so many ways. I'm trying to still break out of that, that mindset. You know, um, you know, my brother got four kids and a wife, you know, we very close knit family. So it wasn't like, oh, my brother, I don't see him often. It's like, no, I talk to him all the time. I see him all the time. You know, and now he's in the hospital fighting for his life with COVID. So, <clears throat> make a long story short, you know, my brother, who is a superstar, he beat COVID. But I'm telling you, it almost killed him. His lungs had collapsed. When his lungs had collapsed, he went to cardiac arrest while he was in his coma state. They had to have him in his coma while they was 
you know, helping his body fight. He had, you know, respirator down throat. He wasn't talking or nothing, blah, blah, blah. So then he comes out of it, you know what I'm saying? And nothing's been the same ever since then. Like, emotionally, I just haven't been the same. And the only reason I'm telling people about this is because so many people, you know, they always playing off the idea that they don't know nobody personally who was affected by COVID, so they think they can't get it. But I'm only telling you this because you don't want this. You do not want you do not want COVID. You do not want your family to catch COVID. You know, and I send out my prayers to anyone who's dealing with this or their family members who's dealing with this because it's one of the worst things I ever went through in my life. Not being able to visit your family member in the hospital while they're going through something like that or see them or hear their voice is torture. You know, so please, you know, I had a dude in the, who was standing behind me in the store to just yesterday. And you know, I was like, you know, I was in Walmart and I'm in line. And then, you know, everybody's supposed to space out. And this dude, he like mad close to me, right? He don't got no mask on. Out of all these people in the store, hundreds of people, probably thousands of people in the store, he the only asshole I see with no mask on. He comes stand behind me. And I was like, Ugh. so he's like mad close. So I was like, you know, I was like, hey, bro. If you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. I said, could you back up? You know what I'm saying? Because people really don't understand the seriousness of the situation. And I think it's a joke. They think it's a joke. And they think they, you know, bucking the system and all that. But we're really not going to get over this until, you know, people, you know, start doing better, you know, when it comes to this shit. So it's like, you know, wear your mask, you know, and all the other stuff they say doing, you know, it's just, just do it. You know, don't, don't you want to, you know, I, I just want to get over this at this point. You know, I, I never expected me this to be going this long. If you think about it, in three months, this would be a whole year that this has been going on. You know? So anyway, that's really all I got to say about that. But please, if we all work together, you know, there's countries where they don't even have COVID. With, um, amazing as it sounds, they got countries they say they don't even have COVID in. You know what I'm saying? How was we the most developed nation, one of the most developed nations in the world, and we dealing with this, and they got other places... They have far less resources, and they're not even having to deal with this shit. You know, so don't let your arrogance, you know, bite you in the ass. So, I'm anyway, and that's that's all I'm going to say about that. But this is aggravating to me, and I never thought that this would be going, going on so long. And you can't really run from it, you know what I'm saying? And I see people out here traveling, you know, they want to travel and go on vacation. I'm not interested in that, you know. But at this moment, you know, I don't want to go go to nowhere where I, travel out of town to be walking around with a mask and worrying about some if I'm gonna get sick on the plane or that, 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 to me that just takes all the fun out of it. You go on vacation to chill. You know, so I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe y'all doing it right. I don't know. But me personally I just don't I'm not doing it like that, you know. It's crazy. So anyway thank you for listening to my, my uh COVID rant. You know I don't wanna turn this whole thing into me talking about COVID. You know, one of the one of the uh most interesting things that's been going on right now in recent history, uh, which I don't know if everybody saw, because most people probably didn't see it, but most people saw the memes and stuff that was coming out. But you know, we talk about this Mike Tyson fight, and uh, you know, the switch the subject. But Mike Tyson, he's such an inspiration to me. You know, I I I have so many things in common with this dude, and it says you know, take out the fact that you know he hey, he's a Superior athlete, which I am not. <laughs> he's a you know. <laughs> he's a, you know. Uh, I'm not claiming to be that. Uh, I'm mildly athletic. That probably be the term you use for me. <laughs> but but uh, Mike Tyson, he's a 
you know, inspiration. You know, this dude was 54 years old, you know, fights his way back into getting, you know, getting in great shape and, and, you know, and put on this exhibition. I didn't expect it to be, you know, like a, a, a brawl. You know, this, this was scheduled as an exhibition fight. So, you know, I already had set my, you know, my sights to say, okay, these dudes going to put on a decent show. But um, well, I thought Roy Jones was actually scared of him. The way he kept tying him up, because I think he was thinking that, hey, if Mike started really enjoying this, he might start pounding me in my head. You know what I'm saying? So I think that he did, you know, the fact he was holding him and, and, and trying to keep Mike's arms from really, you know, Mike from really letting his arms go. But the, the undercard fights was actually pretty good. You know, I was very disappointed uh, with this dude. Um, first of all, I don't even know who the dude is. You know, I guess I, he looks familiar, but, you know, he just... I guess he had won the slam dunk contest or something, you know, some years ago or whatever. And, you know, now he's trying to get into boxing, trying to keep himself relevant. They say he got a lot of followers on social media and stuff. But then he goes on there and get knocked out by this white dude who I don't know either. <laughs> Which everybody's, oh, you don't know him? Hell no, nah, I don't know his ass, right? <laughs> but he did knock the brother out, which I thought was crazy. And the funniest part about it was when, the, when he got knocked down three times and then... The the third time was so funny because when he laid down, he he was on the ground. He laid down and then the he went to get up and then, and then he laid back down like he was about to take a nap. I thought that shit was so funny, but it was some good undercard fight. Shout out to all the dudes who who fought on that undercard. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was very good, very good. You know. Then uh, what else? We got the dumbass president. I don't even want to go in. To, to full detail about that either how I feel man because this dude is out here swinging golf clubs while COVID then made a comeback they 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 fucking with the stimulus so it's people out here ain't even don't even got food to eat can't pay their rent can't pay their bills and because he done lost now he not doing nothing after he was claiming to be the hardest working and all this and and it, what a loser. You know, and anybody who anybody who who feels this dude right now, I I, I feel bad for you because your self esteem must be on the ground right now, even though you're trying to act like you 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 just like everybody. Oh no no, he 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 got beat out of the uh, election. That's bullshit. You know, we got beat out of the election when he won. That's how I look at it. We got beat out of it. You know, and 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 he's been beating our ass ever since him and that damn Mitch McConnell. You know, so. I'm I'm proud of everybody who went out and voted, you know, to get this dude out of here. And I, I'm not happy with nothing he's doing right now. I don't like it how they, you know, messing with the stimulus. You know, what I'm saying this is serious business. People gotta eat. People gotta pay their bills. People gotta pay their rent. You know, so you know whatever you gotta do. You know whatever you can do. Just make sure you stay aware of what's going on. This is not the time to be acting like you don't. You don't care. And, you know, people with this vote, like you know, I don't vote. It's almost like. That's the most ignorant shit I, I hear because, you know, your ignorance is hurting people at this point. You know? You don't care about your, you know, your, your fellow person, your, you know, your fellow human beings. Like, don't be like that. This is not the time for that. Give it a break, you know? Give it a damn for once in your life. Give it a damn. You know? I, I, that's all I can say about that. You know? Just, just, just care about you. Care about yourself. Care about people, you know. If we haven't learned any lessons about things right now, we should learn to care about each other more. You know, I think that's very important. You know, uh, we had the, the these riots, 
back, you know, in Rochester. Rochester was actually on the map for a while, you know, I, with, uh, with the Daniel Prude and all, you know, it's like they was riding in Rochester. I was actually proud, you know, to to, to be a Rochesterian. I was like, man, you know, people out here fighting. Let me tell you, it was crazy. They was out here protesting every night for months, and I've been so proud of people. You know, I've seen some ugly shit. You know, Rochester, they, they have, one night they, they had the, the state troopers, they brought the dogs out. I thought that was the craziest shit I ever seen in my life. And I was just like, I couldn't believe it. You know? Because I, I thought that this government and the way we was going in these times, in this day and time, I thought we was doing so much better. You know? But that took us right back in time. It's like they turned back the clock and showed us how easy it is for them to do it. You know? Because that's the thing right there. Like, they was trying to show us, hey, if we want to turn back the clocks on this shit right now, we do it. And, then, and they just turned it back just a little bit, just to give you a little taste. You know, spray you with water. You know, they had the batons. You know, all that. And I was like, damn. I, I really thought that we was past that in this country. I really thought we was past that. I was so disappointed. I really thought we was past that. I'm still amazed. Even when I run it back in my mind, you know, I went out there a couple of nights. And I was just like, you know, I seen people. And they... And people, for the most part, were being peaceful, you know. And that's really all I saw, really. I didn't see nobody doing nothing crazy. I really did. You know, the first day, yeah, I went out there that first night, that first day I was out there when uh, when they was burning the cars and all that. But I wasn't there when that happened. Actually, when I was out there, people was chilling and just talking. You know, yeah, people, you know, fuck the police. Oh, they had the dopest chance. <laughs> I was like, man, they gotta turn these chants into a song. They should have had a chant album. I was like, I was, I should, I was gonna go down there and just record the chants. You know that that would they uh no justice, no peace. Fuck these racist ass police. That that shit was lit. It was, I was like, yo, that's what uh, all all the chants. I should you could I could have made an album probably won a Grammy if I just recorded all the chants. Somebody should have put them chants to a beat. I I don't know. I I, I didn't see nobody. You know. The, 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 I thought it was going to affect culture, even music culture, which it did a little bit. But I thought, you know, Rochester, you know, it's when it comes to music and hip-hop, I don't understand, you know, because they up here, they want to be, like, down south. I never understand that because it's Rochester, New York. But then you get other people here, you know, they want to be, I don't know, Florida and and Atlanta. They want to be from, you know, they got the niggas rapping like Migos and all that. You know, I don't understand it. You know, I really don't. It's like, I really thought that for once, Rochester's going to take hold of their own thing and say, okay, I expected it to reflect in the music. You know what I'm saying? But that music going to have some more bite to it. You know, I thought maybe it was going to be like some public enemy type shit about to happen with the music. You know what I'm saying? But they, they, they didn't do it. And they dropped the ball. <laughs> maybe somebody working on something like that right now. But I really thought it was, t- you know, you had, you know, you got an opportunity to chime in and let people know, you know, what's really going on in this town, you know, because Rochester is a decent place to live, but it's got a lot of underlying, you know, things going on. You know, it's like the cops is, you know, it's terrible, you know, and they still treat people bad. This is, this hasn't stopped nothing, you know. Oh, and let me tell you another thing that I saw that was weird. Now, because I heard all the, you know, over the, throughout history, how they bring out. When, 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 when riots and stuff and when it be unrest 
you know, and the police can't handle it. And then they bring out the politicians and the politicians can't stop it. And then what they do is they bring out the preachers. Right. And I thought that was I was like, I, I, I really couldn't wrap my mind around it. And I seen it firsthand because once they brought the preachers out, the protests pretty much just stopped. And I don't know, you know, and I, I, nothing against the, the, the preachers and what they doing because maybe they heart in the right place. But they they do use them for that. And ever since then, you know, I don't think that, you know, it's almost like they just douse the fire out, you know. And I think that we need that fire to make change. And I don't, that's my, my only thing. And I was disappointed how I, now the fire just seemed like it just went out, you know. So now what does that mean, you know. <clears throat> Usually that means that, you know, everything gets swept back under the rug again because they don't want to make people mad no more. So they'll just do, it just re- It'll just re, it just restarts it, the energy. So like, okay, who knows? You know, three years from now, five years from now, it'll be, you know, something will blow up again. People get sick of it, and a video will come out or something. Something's going to happen again. But I think that that fire, have to, you have to leave it on to, to, to make things right. You know, for that I, I, I don't think that turning just totally smothering the fire and putting it out is the answer. You know, so I saw anyway, I'm hoping for the fire to come back, to be honest with you. You know, I don't I don't think that I really don't think that just putting it out is really the answer. I just don't. I'm just saying I'm saying one more time. I do not think that the fire should be put out. You know, that fire brought change. It brought attention to a situation, you know, so you maybe you could turn the fire down, but I don't think you should turn it off. And they, and they use those preachers to, to do that. You know, to come and turn the fire, to totally just smother fire, and now everybody's all thinking everything's kumbaya, and that, which I, I think is just crazy. Which I found out kumbaya is a uh, came from Africa. I didn't know that. Google it, or, or, or ask your your Google uh, device or your Android device where kumbaya come from. You're gonna find something interesting when you do that. Uh, so. The uh, you know, but watching sports and you know, it's just interesting watching sports right now because even they dealing with COVID, and it's weird to watch all these sporting events with no audience. You know, I, I just think that's so strange too, and that's a that's just a constant reminder that things have not have changed so much. And then you got these uh, other states now where they have you know, with most of the states where they got the COVID the worst. You know, they letting they they're having some people sitting in the stands, but. I think they're doing too much. And then California shut down. That's the new news right right now. And, and Rudy Giuliani got COVID. You know, this is crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Funkmaster Flex got lipo. <laughs> you know, there's just so much going on in the world right now. You know, um, <clears throat> that's a whole nother subject. Men getting lipo. You know, uh... When when I when I when I get lipo, if my if my paper really was long like that and I run out of everything else to do, maybe you know. But uh, I don't. I'm not a fan of elective uh, surgeries and stuff like that. I just don't play with my life like that. You know that's how Kanye West's mom's, you know, died from. You know she was trying to. I think she was getting the you know tummy tuck and the breast implants or whatever. I'm not sure, but she you know she passed away during the procedure. So I. I really don't like playing around with with that stuff like that too much. So, you know, I just don't like playing with it. I just don't. 
So so my uh my other thing was uh these crazy Trump supporters that's out here. That's a whole nother thing too. You know, we we went from the Karen's, which Karen's are gonna always exist. They always have and they always will. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, I'm sure everybody by now is familiar with what that's about. But, you know, I some I I I've dated a I've dated a Karen. Have people you know, if if you've been in in a, in, in a racial relationship ever, some of us have dated Karens and didn't even know it because we just thought it was, you know, we, we, I don't know, it's crazy because I just really, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, you know, because the, they would say certain stuff and you'd be like, I don't know if that's, you know, if, if, if it's just her not being in touch with, with you know, with the culture and just being so, so you kind of blow it off. But now you see that they, they, these women out here are straight assholes, you know, and they don't care. You know, and then the one, the one lady, she's like, I date a black man. You know, you can't call me racist. Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know, and, and stop saying that. People who be saying that shit is, is asshole because it's like, come on now. Just because you, you date outside of your race do not mean, and that goes for everybody. I don't care what race you are or, or what ethnicity. And, you know, just because you have sex with the people who are not. You know who are who are opposite or in a different race than you or ethnicity. Don't 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 mean you can't be a racist. You absolutely still could be a racist. You know, and it's crazy for you for people you be saying stuff like that. It's it's I don't even know how they, you know, the stuff that's coming out of people's mouths these days. You know, personally, you know, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't suggest it. But you know, some of these people really do need to get the shit smacked out of them. I'm sorry. I you know. I know violence, you shouldn't, you shouldn't condone it, but I, be, I believe, uh, I, mean, I love those videos when somebody smacked the shit out of a Karen or somebody smacked the shit out of a race. I love that shit. I'm telling you, I just love it so much. It makes me so happy. It just, it just makes me smile. I smile and it just gives my heart so much joy. <laughs> it really does. You know, because these people, I, they, 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 they should not exist. You know, it is day and age. You know, these are throw that mentality is is throwback from a different era, right? But they they trying to carry on that tradition and bring it into today. You know, the problem is is that we're not going for it no more. You know, now now we can record you. Now we can you know we can share it on social media. People can see who you are. You know, we we can go find out where you work at now and 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 let your let the people know. Hey, this is the type of people you got working for you. Like, you know, and, and it's like, we, 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 should, we should be doing that more often. So let's keep that energy going. I, I don't like it when, you know, racist people. I just don't, you know. I'm a very, I like my world colorful, you know. I, I have, my, my friend base is very colorful. My, my family is very colorful. You know, it's like, I don't think that, you know, no one should be isolated, you know, at all. You know, we all should be allowed to live in peace and respect each other, you know, and the people who don't believe in that, then they got to be dealt with in one, one way, shape or form, you know, because I personally believe that racism, you know, one day going to be classified as mental illness, you know, because if you can't see that another person is pretty much got the same genetic makeup as you, you know, their skin might be lighter or darker, but realistically, everybody knows, you know, we eating, sleeping, and shit in the same way. We bleed in the same way. We're looking through the same eyes. We're breathing through the same noses. 
you know, you can't see. You know, yeah, yeah, we might communicate different, you know, but that everybody does that. You know, we people all over the world communicate differently. There's nothing weird about that at all. You know, we we talk different. You know, I, I could be in, in a conversation, you know, with somebody who I grew up with, and we could have a whole conversation around with, with in front of people who are not familiar with us, and no one knows what we're talking about, you know? That doesn't make us bad, you know? If, if, if we listen to different music, you know, that doesn't make either one of us bad or, or, or worth hating. You know, that's just crazy. And I just don't like people who, who hate people for stuff like that. You know, when, when I was a teenager, you know, I had a couple of friends who, you know, people who were, you know, they had disabilities. You know, some of them were mental, some of them were physical, you know. And, you know, I, I used to see how people treated them. You know, laughing at them, you know, <clears throat> clowning them, you know, and, 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 and just, you know, always always cracking jokes about them, looking at them funny, treating them funny, you know, uh, you know, because a, a handicap is not contagious, you know. So so to act that, you know, oh, I can't be around this person because they walk different or it's, it's the same, it's all the same under the same umbrella to me. And I, 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 I see no difference between you know, hating someone because they handicap or treat them different, or hating someone because they talk different, or because they, or because their skin color is lighter or darker than yours. There's no difference, and it's all ignorance. You know, and we gotta stop that. We gotta stop that immediately. And I'm gonna be talking about that all the time. So if you're tired of hearing about that, you know, I, I feel sorry for you. I do. I really gonna feel sorry for you. You know. I got a. Uh, I saw a video of the, of the week. <laughs> my my personal video of the week was uh <clears throat> it was on Instagram it popped up and uh they had this Puerto Rican family. They was two a couple. They were they appeared to be Puerto Rican. You know, it could be, you know, it's a different kinds of people that speak Spanish. So but I'm gonna say they're Puerto Rican. But they were uh at their wedding reception. Obviously they just had finished getting married and they at the wedding reception and they sitting down at the table. And then it's the husband and the bride. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's festive situation. It looks like they're in some kind of a party house or something like that. And all of a sudden, this lady rolls in and she's dressed regular, you know, because at the wedding reception, everybody's, you know, dressed up. And she just rolls in with some jeans and it looks like a T-shirt. And she walks over, she grabs the, the, the groom, the husband, and she grabs him by his head and just starts kissing him like, sticking her tongue down his throat, right? So so then he like fights to get her off of and then his boy the 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 newly the wife she stands up and when she stands up the the the, the chick who rolled in and kissed the, the, the groom she she turns around and smacks the shit out of the, the bride. I was like damn <clears throat> I was really surprised. I was like yeah I was like, I'm trying to imagine what causes something like that. You know, it's like, how far are you taking it? You know, that, you know, like people were doing the side relationships and stuff like that. And it's like, how far are you taking that, that you got, you, you know, that you didn't deceive somebody so bad that, you know, that they showing up like that? Because people blame, you know, people quick to blame her. They were, oh, you know, she's wrong. You know, like, hey, she might have been right. You never know because the dude might have been playing so much games because that's what people do these days, play a lot of games, you know. And that could be man or woman, 
You know what I'm saying? But so so you play with the person so much. You know what I'm saying? Because when a person really in love, you know, love is blinding. You know, so you can't. You know, you you can only at some point you have to be real with the person. You know, and and tell them what's going on, and you do it at a time where you, where you're not. You know, you don't do it after they already all crazy turned out on the whole situation. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have to take the take the foot off the gas. You know, when when, when you deal with affairs of the heart, and you know you and you know that you don't want the person like that, you kind of have to let them know. I think it's just fair. You know, and, and have I been guilty of doing it? Yeah, I have been. You know, I, I've definitely been guilty of that. But you know, I I learned. That's better just to say, you know, hey. Now, the person might not like it. They might get mad, you know. That's fine, too. You know, they, they might even do like this lady and show it to your wedding, smack the shit out your wife. <laughs> but, but, but I believe that that situation could have totally been avoided. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do we see? Let me see. Okay, well, what was so a person like that say, okay, if I was in that situation, okay, I'm telling you. I'm getting married, okay. Uh, you know, I've been know I've been seeing you forever. I might even have kids with you, that but now I'm moving on and I'm marrying this this girl. And you know, so this so tell tell somebody that and lady go, well, you know, if you get married, I'm gonna show up to your wedding, blah 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 blah. So how I'm trying to think, how would I handle a situation like that? So I probably would tell my bride to be what's going on at that point. And be like, hey, I got something to tell you. You know, I was, I, you know, I probably would hesitate to do it because you're probably gonna put your, your current relationship at risk by doing it. But I think I, I probably would just say, hey, you know, I was dealing with this lady, and you know, whatever, but it'd be my baby mama, da da da, and you know, she might show up to the wedding, you know, she, you know, she, especially she wilding out. And she might show up to the wedding, and I would, I would kind of have, because I wouldn't want the person, you know, because I would want to protect my new relationship too, you know. So I think I would have to tell her, and be like, hey, you know, I don't know, she might pop up to the wedding, so you know, we have to let people know so that when she roll in, maybe somebody might have to pull her to the side (laughs) while we slide out the back door, just for your own personal safety. (laughs) I just don't know how to handle that. Uh, how you know? Ask yourself, you know, how would you handle that? Be crazy, even though most people don't do shit like that anyway. But you know, it's, it's all a, you know, it's, it's really all a, you know, hypothetical. But <laughs> I'm hoping that most people don't do that. I really do. My my other uh thing was I had a question off of social media, and the question uh that was off of uh, Facebook was, why do men, when they come home whether it be for work or whether, you know, whatever it is, this lady was asking, why do they sit in the car so long before they come in the house? Now, I have my own opinions about this. <laughs> and my my basic, you know, because I, I've, I've done it too. You know, there's not nothing new. There's not new. I, you know, you, you get off work, right? Or you, uh, you know, you come from, doing your little running around. It might be a Saturday or a Sunday or it might be in the evening and you pull in the driveway and then you sit in the car for a while. Now, I can say that I've, personally, I've never seen a woman do it. You know, 
I, you know, maybe I just haven't been in that, you know, in the in the right scenario. But I, it might, it could be a man thing because I don't know if women do this or not. You know, women come home, they usually just get out the car and come right in the house. As far as I know, you know, and only I could understand maybe you might pull up in your driveway, maybe get on social media for a little while. You know, because people cars are also their like little clubhouse, you know, and I get that too. I'm not really that much of a car person, so I don't like to sit in a car. To me, it's uh, like uh, confinement, you know. So I don't like to. I can't. I don't like to sit in a car for a long time. I don't. The last thing I want to do is is just sit in a car. You know, that's not my thing. So, but I but I have seen people, you know, just sitting in their car and they're usually on their phone, you know. And and in these days, you don't have to be physically on your phone. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, you know, you might make a phone call, right? And but now you could be on social media and talking to people like that. But usually I think something something's going on when people do that. Now now probably eighty percent of the time it's probably totally innocent. You know, probably think that most most guys, you know, probably do just you know, just sitting there playing on their phone. Maybe who knows, they could be watching football clips or uh, commentary, you know, people Mike Strahan talking about some football or whoever their favorite commentator is, you know, it could be something like that. But I think for the most part, be honest with you, I think that you know people are, you know, people who have who don't have the best intentions usually are sitting in that car and talking on their phone, you know, before they go in the house. It's like their last chance, and it's like your safe haven because. You know, you can lock your doors, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, back in the day, if you, if you wanted to make a phone call, you know what I'm saying, a call you weren't supposed to be making, you had to be real sneaky about it, you know, because on a house phone, you know, you could, you, you, you really putting, you taking a whole lot of risks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Somebody could pick up the phone, somebody could stand on the other side of the door, they can hear you talking on the phone, but in your car, it's like, you know, that, that's like your bubble, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, that's a, and that's the uh you know that that word has so much different meaning now but but yeah that's like so your car is, is almost like your little bubble so I'm assuming that in this case because the lady was asking about it I'm assume that her man you know is more likely probably you know talking to his host boom on on the phone he might be making that last call telling her good night or or good afternoon or you know sending her a message or something like that and I'm again I'm not saying everybody doing it because I don't want to throw every all the dudes under the bus <laughs> you know would I feel the same way if if my lady was doing it if if you know yeah you know I I probably would if every time she came home and she pulled in the driveway you know and you you know you look out the window you see her pull in and then she's sitting on the phone you know like I, yeah I would uh. You know, she could be talking to her mother, could be talking to her friend. That's more than likely. That's again, that's probably ninety percent of the time. But if it was something that be, that happened on a regular basis, because normally phone calls like that, you could just take in the house. It's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Unless you know people have personal stuff that you know when they talking to family members or friends. Sometimes you're talking about something personal. You know, you don't. You know, you might sit in your car and have that conversation. That's normal. You know what I'm saying? But but if you came with trend, you know, I I, I could see how a person. We have concerns about that, you know. So we have to be more mindful of stuff like that when we doing, you know, when, when we doing things like that, fellas, you know, because you don't want to be worrying your lady having you thinking that, you know, she you you on the phone with your other your other chick, you know, we're saying good night before before you come in the house and kiss her.
park around the corner. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so that we're seeing around worrying about what's going on with you or seven, you know, or, or just 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 do it for you know for her peace of mind, you know. So anyway, as this has been an interesting conversation, and uh, I thank you all for listening. Um, I do want to take a moment to remind everybody that. So doing doing this thing with doing this, the one of the best things that I did was I took my recordings from when I did when I was my my live stand up recordings, and I actually created a comedy album and it's streaming on all platforms right now, and it's under David Reese. And so you have to do wherever you stream your music at. Just type in David Reese. The name of the album is called You Know What I'm Saying. Right? You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Right? And then you can go ahead. You can listen to it. Get a few laughs. You know, everybody leaves. You know, it's very important for people to laugh these days. You know, it's it's uh, the, the live performances. So you get to hear the audience. Hear me interact with the audience. Hear, hear them laugh. You know, and uh, I think that's so important. Laughter is just healing and it's medicine you know and I, I just wanted to share that with you guys so please check out my comedy album you know what i'm saying streaming on all platforms wherever you stream your music just type in david reese and, and i would appreciate you check it out and you know just just enjoy it. just enjoy that you know i appreciate it i would appreciate that very much so you know this was a uh, my new episode my newest episode of bible therapy and you know, I will continue, you know, to, to use this as a way to, you know, this actually feels good just to talk, just to talk and get some things off of my mind, you know, and, and I, I hope you guys take it positive and I hope you all stay well, stay safe, wear your mask and thank you for listening to this episode of Bible Therapy and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Peace.